This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. One down, two to go for the New York Yankees as they take care of the Tampa Bay Rays. By the score of 9-3 to three at Petco Park in Game 1 of the American League Division Series. And don't let the 9-3 to three score fool you if you didn't have an opportunity to watch this game for the duration. Because this was a very tense, this was a back-and-forth seesaw type of affair with Garrett Cole on the mound against Blake Snell. And as dominant as Garrett Cole has been over his last five or six outings and last week against the Cleveland Indians in game one of the wild card series, Garrett Cole did not have that same sort of stuff on Monday. And you could really sense it right out of the gate. The Yankees started off the game beautifully. DJ LeMayu fouling off a bunch of pitches, hitting a missile right over the head of Blake Snell. Base hit, gets over, scores on the sack. Flying, the Yankees have a one nothing lead. You're like, wow, one nothing lead, great spot, okay. Now we need a shutdown inning. And I think a whole lot of Yankee fans, including myself, were introduced rudely to a Rosnarena who basically was hitting missile after missile after missile, including a home run to dead center field that still has not landed at Petco Park. Ball was absolutely crushed. 410 feet, it just kept going. And you could tell from that first inning on, it was like, wow, Garrett Cole does not have that ace stuff that he had last week in Cleveland. The Yankees give him another lead in the top half of the third inning. Another brilliant hunch by Aaron Boone. And this was not really a brilliant hunch. I'm giving him credit here because I've ragged on him all year. So I want to be, dare I say, fair and balanced. So maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. But the wise and the practical move of playing Quinn Frazier over Brett Garner against the left-handed pitcher. And of course, Quinn Frazier rewards Aaron Boone. Hits a missile of a home run in his second deck. The Yankees take a 2-1 lead. Even though Hicks had an opportunity, Frazier, excuse me, had an opportunity, bases loaded, two outs in the fourth. That's what you put Clint Frazier in there to do. Go get after Blake Snell. But this game, in many ways, really, it turned from the bottom half of the fourth inning until the top half of the sixth inning. This, to me, was the critical juncture and the critical point in the game. So the Yankees are up 2-1. to one. 
going in the bottom half of the fourth inning. And this is where it was painfully obvious that Garrett Cole was not at his very best. Oroz Norenia gets the base hit. And G-Man Choi, who has kind of developed a major knack in not only being a thorn in the side of the New York Yankees, but he has like developed this reputation of being the Garrett Cole killer. Brian Anderson said it during the broadcast. You remember all of those games throughout the regular season where Choi destroyed the Yankees. Home runs, took advantage of that short porch, couldn't pitch to the guy. Sure enough, Cole throws a fastball on the outside portion of the plate, and G-Man Choi goes up taco. Two-run homer, 3-2 to Tampa Bay, and... As you're watching the first four innings unfold of this baseball game, there are two thoughts that are going through your mind. One, I don't like the fact that Garrett Cole's not at his very best. And two, why can't the Yankees figure out the riddle of G-Man Choi? Those terrible, negative, angry thoughts from the regular season creeped into your mind. But that is why, folks... To me in this ballgame, it was so crucial and it was so important for the Yankees after surrendering the lead in the bottom half of the fourth inning to come back and come back with a vengeance in the top half of the fifth. That to me is where this game was won from an offensive standpoint. And we'll get to the ninth inning in a minute. But when you're down three to two, you got to answer and you got to answer quick. Yankees did exactly that. Kyle Higashioka, who is, as we know, Garrett Cole's personal catcher. Home run ties the game. Aaron Judge hits a missile of a home run. It was like a three iron. It was like one of those Tiger Woods stingers that went out into the left field seats. And before you could even, you know, cry woe is me from a Yankee standpoint. The two home runs and three at-bats turned that into a one-run lead at the snap of a finger. But as you hit the bottom half of the fifth inning, and this is where I'm going to give Garrett Cole credit on a night where he was not at his very best. He is well aware of the fact, and I'm sure the Yankees are well aware of the fact, that if they're going to win this series, and if they're going to go and win the whole thing, they got to win Garrett Cole starts. There is more of a premium. There's that much more pressure on the Yankees to win when their best is on the mound and when the $300 million man is you know, supposed to be doing what you need him and expect him to do. He's feeling that heat. He's well aware of what he has walked himself into. I would hope so. He's coming to the New York Yankees. But in that bottom half of the fifth inning, to me, you saw Garrett Cole buckle down and the Yankees got a nice assist. I don't know if it's from... Matt Blake, their pitching coach. I don't know if this call was made by Aaron Boone, but there are two runners on base, and Jim Anchoy is up at the plate. And watching it live, I'm saying, there's no way in the world you can pitch this guy. I don't care if you got to load the bases. I don't care if you got to be in a situation where a base hit would give Tampa Bay the lead. Troy has owned Garrett Cole. He is somebody that you do not want beating you from what you've seen in any of these games between the Yankees and the Rays. 
And I think he threw him one or two balls, and then the Yankees said, the hell with it. We're putting him on base. We'll own the bases. Sometimes pride can get in the way for, you know, a, a big-time ace pitcher where they're going to say, the hell with that. I want to get this guy. But sometimes it's a matter of just flat-out being practical. And to me, that was the practical move in this game. So you had the bases loaded with two outs. Instead of pitching to Troy, you're pitching to Manuel Margot and Garrett Cole blew him away. And he's throwing 98-99. He's pumping his fist when he's running off the mound. That was the critical juncture in this ballgame. Responding in the bottom half of the fourth inning after getting hit in the gut. Top half of the fifth, you scored two runs. Then throwing up a zero in which Tampa had their biggest threat of the game. The bottom half of the fifth inning was Tampa Bay's biggest threat. Now, you could maybe get on Gavin Cash for not sending up Austin Meadows there in that situation. You could make that argument. Or sending up Roussel, who killed the Yankees time after time after time. But Margot's had some big hits for him. He knows the terrain in San Diego well. So Kevin Cash played that hunch. He lost. Advantage Yankees. But I have to admit, as I'm... Dialed into this game on the edge of my seat as it's back and forth, zero for zero. Cole throws up one of his more impressive innings in the bottom half of the sixth, striking out Adamas and then striking out Kevin Kiermeyer. I would have brought him out to start the bottom half of the seventh inning. The Yankees did not. I think Derek Cole was right around 95, 96 pitches. And I think one of the main reasons why Aaron Boone and company decided to yank him after six is because they are thinking ahead potentially to what may be a game five on Friday. And I'm sure in the back of their minds, they're thinking that they may need Garrett Cole to go and perform on short rest. Now, this is a major talking point, a major conversation. If indeed they don't win game one, my thought was you can't mess around. You got to get game one here. But Aaron Boone goes to Chad Green. Chad Green does the job. Then in the eighth inning, they make the move pulling Luke Voigt, which I, for one, didn't like. They did it in the Cleveland series last week. I couldn't stand it. They put Tyler Wade in for Luke Voigt, and Tyler Wade made two very nice plays. The hard hit ball off of Choi, and then that fielder's choice in which he gets the force out. And Gleyber Torres makes you sweat a little bit there, bobbling the ball on the transfer. You know, Ronnie Darwin's trying to get me to jump out of my seat talking about the idea of a potential review. I'm like, Ronnie, listen, for my agenda, for my sanity, I don't need this. But Green does the job in the seventh. Britain does the job in the eighth. But with the way the Yankees and the Rays have played games this year, where Tampa has been incredibly resilient, where Tampa has found ways to get to the Yankee bullpen on a couple of different occasions... I, for one, wasn't feeling great about only having a one-run lead going into the bottom half of the ninth inning. But the Yankees won this game in the top half and the bottom half of the fifth inning where they put this game on ice is in the top half of the ninth inning. Higgy leads off the inning with a single. LeMayu puts together a really good at bat and walks. And this is a guy I have not mentioned yet tonight. But he had a terrific, terrific game. Aaron Hicks, that was a big hit with one out and a couple runners on base because that kind of got the ball rolling. That gave you for sure an additional insurance run. And it was like, all right, 
RBI hit from Hicks. At the very least, you're going into this inning up to, and then, of course, I'm annoyed Tyler Wade's coming to the plate. But Tyler Wade, to his credit, works a good at bat, walks. And it sets the stage, bases loaded, one out for John Carlos Stanton, who I told you guys last week in the Cleveland series, had terrific, terrific at-bats in the first two games. He had a great at-bat at the end of game one that gave him a home run. It was one of those tack-on meaningless home runs, but it kind of got him going. Hit another one in game two, laid off a couple off-speed pitches, not chasing, not swinging at the crap that we've seen him swing at in the past. And Stanton, at this point, looks completely dialed in. That is a great sign for the Yankees. Sure enough, hits a ball to dead center field, overhead of Kevin Kiermaier for a grand slam. Putting this game completely out of reach, turning it from 5-3 Yankees to 9-3 Yankees. And I love the answers, and I love the approach from Giancarlo Stanton after the game. It was not about all oh, this great moment and this and that. He's like, look, we got a long way to go. The idea is for this team to go and win the whole thing, and I want to be a major part of that. But for a guy who has struggled at times in the postseason, for a guy who I thought two years ago put way too much pressure on himself, to see these sort of at-bats, scary good. To see the overall level of at-bats from the New York Yankees, scary good. That is what their path is going to be if they're going to go and win a world championship. This, to me, is a really encouraging night for the Yankees from this standpoint. They won a ball game in which their ace was not his very best. It was good enough from Garrett Cole. Not going to say it was a terrible start from Cole. It was a workmanlike start. Probably a B-minus type of effort from Garrett Cole. I think that's fair to say. But when you win a game where your ace is not at his very best, and you are able to go and get into Tampa's bullpen, get to Tampa's bullpen, get to Blake Snell, and put up a nine spot, that's the way you set a tone, hopefully, for this series. We'll get into Davey Garcia in game two, and I think by winning game one, it takes some of the pressure off of him without a doubt. The key for the Yankees winning this series, length out of the starters, they got enough of that. You'll live with six innings from your starters. Nine outs out of the bullpen, I'll take it. But more importantly, the Yankees putting up nine runs, you didn't see those sort of efforts against Tampa throughout the regular season. You get two more days like that, in this five-game series, Yankees find a way to advance. Long way to go, but a whole lot of positives to kick it off against a team that own you throughout the regular season. So far, so good. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 